severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreating scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Just Get a Real Job. I'm Alec, the editor. Unfortunately, Jamie wasn't available to do the intros and outros for this week's episode due to unfortunate personal and family circumstances. So um, he would like to pass on a message to all the listeners as well for, you know, a big thank you for all your kind words of love and encouragement and support, especially for him through this difficult time. So it really means a lot to him. So thank you so much once again. And also... As always, a big shout out to all our listeners for listening in every single week to our podcast. It really means a lot to have your support and love for us uh, as we do these podcasts every single week. So thank you once again. Um, as I say, you can always uh, give us feedback. We're always wanting to improve our podcast. So you can leave a comment uh, under our podcast episodes or you could even send us a message on our social media platforms. So any type of feedback is always welcome. So thanks again. So for this week's episode, Jamie sat down and had a good conversation with an aspiring actor and East Cobride's finest man, Matt Boyle. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. So hello, Matt. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. How are you doing today? All good? I'm not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just finished a shift, so I'm, I'm a bit tired, but... Uh, What's fine. your where is it you work? I can see a badge there, but I can't quite... Yeah, we, we Morrison's badge. I thought it was Morrison's, <laughs> so, I thought it was Morrison's Yeah, there. yeah. Nice one. Big Morrison's. Big key worker. Ah, key worker. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Morrison's in December. Is that mobbed? Oh, it's brutal. Um, yeah. I mean, I work in uh, Click and Collect, so it's not yeah. too bad. Um, but orders have been like picking up, so it's been a bit sort of chaos. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to finally have like a proper... Uh, you know, West Coast accent on the podcast, like proper one. I feel bad to Delilah saying that. She, her voice is lovely, obviously, but, you know, you're, you've got, like, a proper yeah. proper twang. So. Um, well, see, I think, I think my accent's, like, one of the best. Oh, I, I think we can all agree. Uh, I I mean, everyone that's been on. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Sorry, Leo, but, you know... Um, <laughs> no, I, compared to compared to my uh, pesky Fife voice, you got a got a lovely one. So, see, I, I wouldn't have said that you were from Fife as well. Like hearing it, like mm. straight away. Um, but then, when, see, when you said that you're f- from Fife, that's it. Like it starts. Yeah. I can hear little bits, and I'm like, all right, okay. I just have, a, I think I have quite a neutral Scottish accent. I feel like I'm just very uh, yeah. East, East Coast somewhere, and you know, you can't really place. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's not as nice as yours. Anyway, thanks for coming on, and obviously, Matt, you're an actor. Uh, yeah. which is nice because we've not had a proper you know we had Chris on who's done some acting but you're the first actor we've had on the podcast which is so appreciate That's it, it. Actor. Um, so I just thought we'd start by talking about your creative uh, your earliest creative influences yeah um, well from a young age I think this is this isn't going to be as sort of fancy as everyone else's oh, right, but um, from a young age I, I grew up watching Doctor Who. I was like huge. Yes. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite Doctor? Oh, it's a hundred percent David Tennant. Correct answer. Good. Good. Oh, yeah. mate. No, that's. I was the exact same. Exact same. <laughs> that's brilliant. 
No, it's uh, it's good to have another David Tennant fan here. But, um, I love him. I love him. He's amazing. But um, yeah, so I, I grew up watching Doctor Who, watching him, and he was the reason that I wanted to pursue like acting mm. because I remember first seeing him in the Christmas episode, his first episode, yeah. and just loving every moment of it. And then I wanted to do what he would do every day and my mum would sort of just be like like if you want to do that like maybe you should think about doing acting like doing all these acting yeah. classes and I was like oh, maybe you know <laughs> see what happens but I've all I can always remember David Tent being the one that I wanted to like follow up and be like him because he's just an amazing actor so I'd say, I'd say he was definitely an influence for me um, growing up because then after that, I would just follow everything they'd done. I was exactly say I, I love Dave Tennant as well. He's I still do. His, mm. his podcast is gold. Like, oh yeah, no, I I listened to that a couple of weeks ago, and it's just perfect. I know every time um, I listen to it, I'm like, I need to up my game. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the level I'm he at. Has the, he has like, star, he has like the proper you know global stars though. It's not fair. Ah no no it's it's hard you you have me you oh, have no, someone no. like fucking <laughs> you just Elba or something like that <laughs> you know no it's David Tennant's just he's he's brilliant and I just remember being like every time I watched them on screen I would just be in awe of everything they'd done so he was definitely an influence who I've followed throughout my time and always looked up to and thought I can be better and this is what I can do I would also say. Growing up, like, um, I think a huge influence for me would be just, that sounds really, really funny, but um, you know the Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, yeah, of course. I remember seeing them with my dad for the first time and thinking, mate, that would be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and we would watch the behind the scenes and yeah. I remember just thinking, I would love to be like Harrison Ford. Like, <laughs> like filming that scene where he's like running away from the boulder and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I want to do. But, like, screw being, like, I don't know, a nine-to-five job in an office, you know. I want to do something like that that has proper proper fun, you know, and there's no there's no limit of what you, you do, you know. You can do it. You could be a doctor one day, and then the next day you could be a scientist, you know. So <laughs> just, that, that's why I just, I love that about acting. Like, there's mm. so many things. The variation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you're not boxed into one thing, so that's that, that's what I really love about it. Did you used to pretend to be like Doctor Who when you were a kid and stuff then as well? <laughs> all the time, Me, all the yeah. time. I used to pretend because I remember on the first episode of David Tennant as the Doctor, he would he looked at his hair and he was like, oh, "I'm still not ginger," <laughs> and I remember being like. I'm going to be the first ginger doctor. <laughs> That's going to be me. I'm going to be the first still, ginger mate, doctor. It's not, you still could be. I know, exactly. There's, there's still not being a ginger doctor, so oh, who no. knows? I am. I remember um, for Halloween one year, I looked always mm. the same. I love Doctor Who, but obviously David Tennant's costume was hard to do because you needed the expensive jacket, the Converse. Yeah. So my mum, obviously on a budget, I said, I want to go as Doctor Who for Halloween. I, I think I was maybe nine or ten. And you know what she did? She dressed me up as David Tennant in the Christmas episode with a dressing gown and like the pajamas. Oh. And I was like, that's just cheating, mum. Nobody's going to care <laughs> I'm the doctor. But she put a lot of effort and she had like the, the orange and all that. So fair play to her for... Uh, did, I mean, did people think you were the doctor? No. Or what did they think you were? No, 
no. <laughs> they were just like, are you, they, are you, you dressed up as your dad or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you, you going to the old folks home? What's going on? <laughs> I know. There was a guy dressed as a Dalek that time as well. And he, so he won the competition. I just remember being like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, he built <laughs> like, like a proper, man. like built this like wooden Dalek. His dad had built him in that amazing. Well, like put proper effort yeah. into it. And, like, yeah, God. proper like outstanding stuff. So sort of moving into like your maybe teenage years after, you know, you've grown mm. up and you're loving David Tennant and all and Indiana Jones and all that. Is there like a point where you really decided I want to be like an actor now and I'm going to pursue this seriously? Mm. I, I think it was probably, probably like end of fifth year, start of sixth year for me. I think it basically started fourth year for me. I joined a, a drama group. Yeah. I was part of a drama group and I, I loved it. It was brilliant. And then I continued on with that and I kept doing it. And then in fifth year, I just, I did this scene uh, for my exams. And, oh God, it was uh, important to be in earnest. Okay. And it was a scene from there. And I did it with um, a friend of mine who went to the same uni, uh, John McAndrew. I went and done that with him. And I just remember loving it so much that I was like, this is, this is my top class. Like, I'm not doing as well or enjoying any other class as much as I am with this you know yeah so I was just like I think this could be what I want to do with my life because it was coming up to sip you know and you've got all the big questions of what do you want to do you know and I think I just I just decided I was like this is it like I'd, I'd spent so much time on my exams like for drama like the scenes mm-hmm. and making sure they were they were really really good and I was just like, I don't really, I can't see myself doing like anything else, like being like a maths teacher or something like that, you know? So <laughs> I just, I looked at it and I was like, this is what I want to do. So I think that was when I was like, I want to pursue acting. I want to, I want to do it. So like end of fifth year, start of sixth year. And I remember telling my dad and he was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, like, <laughs> was like, but he, was, he always said to me, like, you need to make sure you have a plan B. Yeah. Always said to me plan b a he was like that that's good but plan b you know teaching you know do be a drama teacher you know and he would always say that and i think it was sixth year um i was on a panto um did with my drama group and i was aladdin so i was the lead oh, nice. yeah and uh he came and seen it and afterwards he was like screw teaching like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really nice <laughs> right, he was yeah, it was it was the nicest thing he's ever said to me about it. Like, it was like yeah, he finally saw me like mm. act and like do do my thing, and he was like, "Yeah, don't listen to me." Did that mean a lot to you at the time? Do you think that really boosted you? Yeah, that that pushed my confidence like so much. Like it helped it so much, and it made me feel even more confident about doing acting and myself. You know. Because like it felt like I had my dad's support, yeah, but not not fully. And then as soon as he said that to me, as soon as he saw me, and he was like, "You'd be stupid not to do it." I was like, it just really meant a lot to me, you know. And it gave me the courage to go into like higher education and pursue it there, and still do it now. So no, I think it's a it's a difficult thing for parents it's when their kids want to go and pursue something in the arts because it's such a financially hard industry to get into especially acting i think in particular yeah i mean i've not acted i did a bit of acting in high school and stuff so i've not acted probably since i was maybe 18 
but like <laughs> that's a really scary one to do because you know I think that there's obviously rejection in all the creative like I, as a writer my scripts will be rejected sometimes or you know other things I do but I think in acting them you'll probably get a lot more rejection in a lot of industries uh, yeah I, I definitely understand that like because and I don't envy parents because it's, it's a hard thing mm-hmm. to be like yeah go do because you're you're worried that they're going to get so many knockbacks and they're not going to make it. And you don't want to be the one to say, don't pursue your dreams, you know? No, it's a difficult balance. So it's a very tough decision. So, yeah, I, I do not envy them at all. No, I was going to say that I, I think the mantra I've always tried to live by, and I'm, I'm really, really grateful for my mum and dad. Mm. I mean, they were a bit cautious with me when I first went to do my undergarden theatre and film and they were a bit like are you sure like you don't want to do something else like not that they didn't want me to do it but you know the mantra I've always lived by is sort of you sh- if you I think you should just do what you want to make you happy yeah but be practical about it obviously as well like you have to be prepared you're gonna have to work maybe work part-time jobs that you don't like and stuff but of I course. think just to sort of you know pursue what makes you happy and that can be very difficult in this industry so I, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't envy parents at all, and I, I do understand it to an extent. It's a very difficult thing to do, and it's a very difficult industry to get into. But I, I watched this um, this clip of Jim Carrey recently, and this this has stayed with me, and I've been telling everyone about it recently. I was he was at like this graduation speech or something. Mm-hmm. Um, he, was, he must have been alumni or something, and basically came back and he he told the story about how his dad could have been a great comedian and he said he could have been a great comedian but he decided not to pursue it because he decided to take this safe job and I think it was a safe job as like an accountant or something and then I think like 10-12 years after of this safe job he was let go and he said something like you can fail at doing something that you, you hate so why not fail at something doing something that you love you know and I'm just like, yeah, I really like that. that makes so much sense to me. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Just, it's really inspiring and it makes, it goes like, yeah. Anytime I'm doubting myself and doubting pursuing acting, I think of that because I'm like, I'd rather fail doing acting than like, I don't know, do a really shitty job for years and then lose that job, you know? Or be miserable, or just be miserable doing it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the point? Like, just so you can, like, get all that money and, you know, go on your holidays, like, once or twice a year, you know, what's the L- point? Living for the weekend sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's exactly it. Living for the weekend, yeah. Like, there's no point in that. That's not a life, you know? No. Like, that's a very deep chat now. No, I know, it's okay. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Just get a real job. That's the place for it. No, uh, so, we're sort of going into the your next stage of your life. So, you go off to... You go and do a degree in acting, don't you? Well, I, I, I first went and done my, my HNC and HND in uh, acting. And actually, I was really lucky because I've studied at like three, four different places for higher education. Which is good because you're soaking so, up a lot of information, I imagine. Oh, yeah. And it's not just that. It's like the the amount of like different like lecturers and mm-hmm. like different views 
on acting. Like I'm getting so many different like tastes and ideas and opinions on acting. So um, that was really interesting because I was I think my first year was West College Scotland and it was great. It just wasn't the place. Just wasn't like they didn't care about the the, the performance side of things. You know, uh, the college it wasn't actually part of the full college. It was the side street and right. it was like an old YMCA building <laughs> uh, that they'd sort of turned into a sort of acting, Makeshift, dancing yeah. place, you know. Yeah, so it it wasn't really a fully acting college, but it was good. It was really good fun. And I met a lot of amazing actors who I'm now still friends with because they're just brilliant, brilliant people. So I, I got my HNC there, which was great. And it was great coming out of high school because I was sort of like, and in high school, you're obviously in this like sort of bubble where you think exams are the end of the world and stuff like that and, you know, popularity and all that. So coming out of high school and going into college, my mind was just wide open and I got to be myself, you know, I got to be myself in uh, college and I felt more like myself because I was surrounded by people who wanted to do acting and wanted to, to do what I wanted to do. So it was really really good and it was really amazing to be a part of that yeah would you think that was the first time you were around like sort of all these like-minded people and stuff like that oh yeah yeah because like the drama group that i was in they were great everyone was great in the drama group but not everyone wanted to do acting they were just there because it, it was, was a hobby almost. something to do in the side yeah exactly whereas when i went to college i was like wow there's so many people who want to do what i want to do mm. um and it was it was really interesting because obviously <laughs> I think in high school I thought I was the top man, you know, for acting because I was like and and drama I think it was only a few of us that wanted to do it, you know, like properly. So I thought I was the top man. I thought I was the big the big actor numero <laughs> uno. But um, I got to college and I was like, oh fuck, I'm not. <laughs> like, this is not the case. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> There's a bit of like, oh crap, there's um, a lot of great actors here. So um, this is scary. Um, but no, I, I think um, I was very lucky to like, go to these different colleges because it, they, sh- they both shaped me and both made me into the actor that I am now. Uh, and it's because of all these different people that I met and different sort of teaching uh, methods and stuff. So yeah, that West College was great and that was my first year. And then I moved on to HND and I had the tough decision of uh, New College Lanarkshire or going back to West College. Because what had initially happened was West College, I went for the audition and there was a few of us who, like everyone in the class were like, yeah, your defo is going to get into the HND. <laughs> it's used to... So like... I was getting bigged up by like my full class saying like me and a couple other people were like the top yeses. Like we were defos getting in. No chance that we're not. And then I didn't get in. I didn't oh, get into West College. Do you think that was like your first sort of wake up call in, in, a, in a way that like maybe like a reality check? Yeah, it was because this was, I think, for me, my first like knockback in a way. Because I hadn't been doing any like acting jobs or anything. You know, I would. I was only ever doing the drama group, you know, and any acting that I did in high school. So when it came to this, and especially since everyone was, like, bigging me up and saying that I was definitely going to get in because I was such a good actor, I was like, oh, 
I'm not, but thanks. <laughs> and, and then we're all sat at the pub and we're all getting emails. My email comes up and I just sat like for five minutes, I think, five, ten minutes. And I didn't tell anyone that I got oh, my man. email because it just... It just sucked so much, I was, yeah. I, and I had to like take it in. And it was mad because uh, the people that everyone said were going to get in and Defo was going to get in, including myself, they didn't get emails either. Um, okay. They didn't get in. So um, it was a bit of a shock for us all. And I think we all sort of like drowned our sorrows that day. Um, <laughs> as you do, as you do. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but yeah, I was sort of lucky because I'd like before the auditions, I was quite prepared and I auditioned for New College Lanarkshire. So I ended up getting in there. And then during the summer, I was all set to go to New College. Then during the summer, West College emailed me and basically said, I think they emailed everyone. Uh, who they didn't let in and they basically said we're opening up the HND spot and we're making the classes bigger we're going to have two classes now so you're allowed in if you want in and I was just like do I go back to West College or do I move on and go to New College so it was a tough decision because I was like do I I go with all my friends and feel comfortable and feel you know safe or do I go with with my mate to New College and take this new journey and meet all these new people, which obviously is what I decided to do. Yeah, well, sometimes you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone, don't you? Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, it was a terrifying, terrifying experience, yeah. though, um, because I, I am a very, very nervous person, especially if I don't know you. Mm-hmm. It would take a while for me to actually like be confident, which is weird because a lot of people think, as an actor, you should just be confident. Like. I think that's quite common amongst actors from a lot of people I know who are actors. They say that, you know, when they're in performance, they're like, no, 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 I'm putting on a, do you know what I mean? I'm, you know, it's not, yeah, so I think that's common. Yeah, it's, it's like, when, it, when I meet someone new, I'm not going to be like dead, dead confident because I'm myself, you know, and me, myself, I'm quite a nervous person till I know you. So it was a really tough, tough year, I'd say, at New College for me because I didn't really settle in fully you know I, I'm grateful for the the experience and I love I did I did enjoy parts of it and it, it was really good and I think it did help shape me into the person I am now but for a lot of it I was very sort of I don't want to say depressed but like I think it did start to get to me because I didn't really I felt like I had no one to turn to mm-hmm. even though my my mate came with me but he seemed to settle in a lot more like easy. Um, it was easier for him to settle in, whereas for me it was just it was just tough, you know. But it, it did finally happen with New College. It took quite a while, but it did finally happen. And then I uh, went off to uni, obviously, and I uh, went and studied for my degree. And yeah, I remember showing up to the QMU audition and. I think I was like one of the first and I remember the audition so well because um, we're all in this room together and all the lecturers just said so like you're all going to be in here and then someone will come and get you and um, yeah you've got plenty of time so don't worry don't stress out and yeah so we're going to see these three people first and obviously my name was one of them so they're like just give them some space give them some room let them do the thing and then you know they'll do the same for you I was like right brilliant and as soon as I walked out of the room, fucking, I, I, I need to just say, acting shouldn't annoy the hell out of me, right? And this is just me, right? But um, 
in, in this audition, I swear to God, they left the room and all these acting students who were ready for this audition started doing some Sharpie Evans, like, high school musical, like, blah, blah, like, fucking <laughs> warm-up shit, like, doing all oh, these God. stretches and stuff, yeah. like, shouting, and I was like, I hate acting students. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because, like, I mean, I get it, it, there's very, there's two ways to, like, yeah. well, some people prefer doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and prefer being all, sort of, like, getting their stretches in, doing all that thing, whereas me, I'm sort, sort of, like, more, like, focusing on the script, like, my lines, my character, I'm not, when I warm up, I'm not going to warm up and do all that crap, so it was a bit, yeah. it was a bit, like, in your face. You'd, you'd actually, it's actually great you're talking about this because my next question was actually for you was going to be um, like, how do you prepare for, how do you personally prepare for an audition? But you're kind of answering it already, which is good. Yeah, well, I mean, every, everyone does different things, you know. It's no one, I'm sure no one does the same thing. And for me, I sort of just, I need to focus on the the, the script, like the monologue, whatever I'm doing. I need to just focus on that and focus on my character instead of doing all these like vocal warm-up exercises. I'll do that in my own time. I'll do that somewhere else before I come into this like room. But I'll be mainly focusing on my my lines and what I want my character to be like. I won't I won't be focusing on all that crap. And I remember going in to the audition and it was really, really nerve-wracking. Because we had to do a Shakespeare monologue. We had to do a devised piece. So I'd written uh, a monologue, my first ever monologue, actually. I'm not really a writer. Do you remember what it's called? I I, I never named it, right? <laughs> I never named it, but I think it was sort of something like... It was basically what I wanted to say to my mum because um, me and her had a bit of a falling out back then. And... I just wrote all this crap of like what I what I would say to her if she was there, um, and I was really like, I'll just use that as a monologue, and it, it worked. It was it was good, um, like proper emotion. Um, I think my best performance. <laughs> but we'd done that, and then uh, I had to sing. I had to sing a little bit. I had to sing. I think I, think I sang like fifteen seconds if I was lucky. Um, yeah, so that uh, singing for me was. It was it was okay. Like I was able to do it, and I had previous with it. Um, but it was that sort of way. I had fifteen seconds, and it had to be like the best sort of like <laughs> line of that song. <laughs> uh, and, and the song that I picked, I remember, I picked a song called "Freeze Your Brain" from Heather's. And the best sort of part of that song is like song. sort of near the end, uh, as it like sort of gets higher and stuff. And I remember, I thought I fucked audition I, I thought I messed up completely because um, I messed up my Shakespeare monologue and my devised monologue I also during the song the note that I started on oh. I thought it was just I thought it was just yeah like it was disgusting I was like that was a bad note and I remember coming out of the audition and going straight into the room with everyone like all the acting students and stuff I went straight in and I walked like stormed over to my mate <laughs> and I was like I fucked it fucked it that's it I screwed it I've screwed the audition like um, I was raging and yeah then a couple of weeks later I got uh, an email saying that I got straight in and I was like 
God. Sometimes, though, in an addition, having sat in a few to watch for casting things, sometimes you're not actually looking for the lines to be perfect. You're looking for the energy and the voice. And the, there's, a, there's like, you just know, I think you know sometimes if somebody has it or if they don't have it. Yeah. So. I think it's it's more so, like, because you can know all the lines, like, perfectly, but there's just, there's nothing there. There's, like, no emotion there. There's no energy there, as you say. But, like, if you mess up a couple of lines, but you still got that sort of passion and stuff, it doesn't matter. Like, no totally. no one cares about that, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's something that when you're doing an audition, you focus on these little things. You're like, I definitely messed this up when I did that. Yeah, so. th- th- this segues nicely into the next part, which, ob- so I've, I know you, Matt, from The Shirt, which was, so for yes. the, this is a this was a one minute film. This was the first uh, little piece I did for my screenwriting degree, and uh, mm. it got chosen by the you know film students. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting this. This is the only film I actually ever had written that's been made yeah. into a film, which was exciting. So yeah, I got brought on board, and you know I was like Kyle, the producer, was like Jamie, you can come and sit in the audition room if you want. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, I'd mm. love to do that because as a writer, you know, you know, I had in mind who I wanted to play the part, and you know. Um, so I, we did the audition and I think you were the first person to audition for the, the role actually for the male part. Oh really? And, and I, I've never done this before so I was like I was annoyed because I'm like I want to cast him I'm not just saying this because yeah generally <laughs> I, knew, I knew straight away I thought this guy is the, he'll be perfect for this role and I felt Ooh, awkward when we had to look at anyone else cause I'm like nah 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 because I don't know <laughs> that mind, but like, I know you're sort of meant to look at other people for it but yeah yeah no, no of course I mean, that was no, that's, enjoyable. that's so nice to hear, to be honest, because I remember, like, because we, we obviously needed these, like, sort of scenes for um, our showreel as part of our assessment, you know? So I remember this was, like, the first one that I went to audition for because um, I worked with Miriam before for, like, my first ever, like, sort of set experience mm-hmm. for, like, film and stuff. So this was my first time actually going for an audition for something like that so it was a very new experience and I was quite nerve-wracking it was quite nerve-wracking to be honest but yous were all so nice about it like yous didn't make me feel like self-conscious or anything about anything it was just really laid back and chilled I remember walking in yous were just all so I just like leaning against like the tables and stuff (laughs) I know I felt so important (laughs) it's the only time in my life I'm like oh my god I'm on the other side of the table (laughs) what's going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah it felt like I was coming in to like do like some sort of like x-factor edition or something like that i was like right who am i who am i here to impress so um no but it was really good i remember uh we 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 done uh the the scene a couple of times in like Mm. different accents oh my god i without any disrespect to alejandro because you know massive massive respect i appreciate appreciate making my film but he um he said he's not scottish obviously and as a Scottish yeah. writer, that script to me it, it would only work in you know your voice, your natural voice, because I'm like no 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 I wrote and he said he wanted it, he was really keen for us at one point to do an American accent and you did it and it wasn't yeah. even that you were bad I just I had to sit there and I thought this isn't in my script and you have to be like compromise as a writer and I, but I remember just going no 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 he's just done it in Scottish and it was it was lovely that the way it was we don't <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it, it, that must be hard though because like. You're sat there watching, obviously me do it, and you've got this sort of vision, as you say, is like how how it's meant to come across. And I know you you don't want to like fight too much with the like the director and stuff, but like in the day, it's your 
it's your baby, isn't it? Well, sadly, as a writer, you have to learn very, very early on that when you give your creative control to a film, you know, people to make it, you lose a lot. So you have to be willing, you have to be very compromising, which can be difficult, can be difficult. Yeah, that sounds really difficult. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I could do that. You know, sometimes it's amazing, actually, because you sometimes it's the opposite. So I wrote, I did a three minute film and it was about like a, a guy asking out a girl at a bar was the, the basic premise of it. And he keeps balling it. And the, we worked with Maddie, who's this really uh, talented American director who's on our course. Right, and okay. she, she suggested, uh, she said, why can't it be a woman asking out a woman? And I, my initial reaction was, no, 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 no. I wrote this script about an awkward young man because, you know, I'm an awkward young man myself. So I wanted it, you know, when I write, I tend to. <laughs> and then I actually, I took, yeah. a, I, and after two minutes, I thought, hold on, that's bloody brilliant. That's a much more uh, interesting story that she's just pitched me. And, and I couldn't imagine the script not being that now. So it, it works both ways. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really interesting because it's sort of like, sometimes it'll be like, someone can come up and be like, oh, I'm going to change this with this. And it, it could be like brilliant, like something. Oh, why didn't I think of that? And then sometimes it's just like, nah, that's not what I think. <laughs> but it's hard for you to be able to be like, nah, like, I, like is it hard to like bite your tongue, you know, and be like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm do actually that. okay. At, I I don't know. Maybe I I'd actually love collaborating with people. That's a huge. Some I mean, a lot of writers are very. Mm. They like to be in their own room. I'm actually, yeah, I much prefer collaborating with other people. I'm, I'm actually struggling with the idea of writing on my own at the moment. I don't, I haven't done much. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah, I just, because of lockdown and stuff. I did a feature film over the summer and it's kind of, um, it scarred me a wee bit, to be honest. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was a very intense experience, so I've not done a lot of writing. Oh, was it? Yeah. But I wrote it. I did a film, but, you know, not easy. Yeah. So... Yeah. hard work yeah but no yeah. it's interesting well but you were but oh, we did th- we did the shirt and i just wonder how you found how you found being on set and stuff how was that for you oh it was um it was really fun because um i remember me and uh me and ali we sort of uh we spent a good few days at his flat mm. like just me and him and he would like talk me through how he wanted it to look like he gave me a shirt and we took his like <laughs> mirror into in uh, the living room and we tried it all and we worked through all the movements and stuff and it was a really sort of interesting scene like i love it i, I think the short the short film is such a, a good short film and I, everyone that i've showed they think it's amazing hey old friend i'm taking you out in ages it's a great choice it's cool yet comfortable this is pencil kind of thing he's a keeper it's a bit loud though. Is it too loud? I know. Could just go for plainer one. Mm. Nah. Stick to your guns. I'm not one of those guys whose favourite flavour of crisp is ready salted. I'm much more sophisticated than that. Wait. Is it a bit hipster? I've never heard anything good about hipsters. Well, they think I'm one of those hipster pricks. But I remember talking to Ali about it and he was like, yeah, it's going to be voiceover. And I was like, ah. Oh. Right. I was like, that's interesting. I was like, so am I, do you want me like saying this stuff on the day? And he's like, no, 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 it's just, uh, you, you just do it and pretend in your head. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> so I'd never done anything like that like yeah. before. So not only was uh, a new experience like being on a film set and doing that, it was a new experience trying to, act with just my facial expressions and like my physical sort of gestures and stuff because i didn't have any of the the lines i just had to keep on like thinking about the line in that moment 
which was really, really challenging, but it worked out really, really well, I think. It all came together and it was really fun, the rehearsal process. Um, but I remember him saying that he was thinking about like recording me doing all lines and then on the day of like filming, playing the lines for me in the back so I could hear them. But I think one of the lectures, Katrina was like, no, nah, don't do that. That's, it probably was more of that. a challenge for you and it maybe pushed you as well which is good I think, yeah ex- exactly see as soon as I think the day he told me that that wasn't happening I wouldn't have the lines like playing for me I was like right okay I'm going to sit down and like really really look at this script and I think that's like one of the most like one of the, the, the most times I've spent like going through a script and being like that's my line what am I thinking here how would it look you know like I was actually looking at myself in the mirror and like pure doing all these things, thinking these lines and being like, is that yeah. too energetic? Is, so it was, it was a really interesting experience. Uh, and I remember being on set and just, it was brilliant. The, the set they made for that was amazing, wasn't it? They did a really oh, good job. Yeah, it was because it, it was just in a, a, a room at Screen Academy, obviously. They decorated it all and set it up like it was a bedroom. And I know. It looks so good. It did, yeah. And I, I love it. Like it's there's a lot of shots in uh, the wee short film that I, I just love. Like um, there's a bit I think where like I turn round mm-hmm. into the camera or like into the mirror to look in the mirror, but like as I turn round, the camera was to my right and it swings round as well. That's a good the money shot. Which was yeah, that was a really really cool shot to film. Um, but I remember doing it and it was just. Um, <laughs> It was like uh, they had to stop it a couple of times and do it again because either I was moving too fast, yeah, or like the camera was going a bit too fast <laughs> on the time. So it was like trying to get it right, like sort of just right. Um, but it was perfect. It was it was so much fun. I I did just remember there though that I had to do the Sean Connery accent. But come out, shake your stir. Of course, yeah. Which, Who's you know? Yeah. Rest in peace now, but um, yeah, rest in peace to that. I mean, but, oh, that <laughs> That yeah no I, I'm glad you enjoyed it I was I, I'm very fond of that little script even it's just a wee sketch but oh, I really, I really it was enjoyed brilliant it. it was so so much fun and like everyone that I showed it to they they thought it was great I'm glad man I'm glad so yeah no I loved it and it was brilliant working on set and obviously you came up a, a few times and it was great talking to you about it yeah. on set I ended up running on my own film which was actually quite difficult because. Obviously, as a as a writer, I, I was just doing, you know, I was, yeah. a, tea, I was a tea boy, but you know, doing all the odd jobs. Mm. But you'd, you'd see it being filmed and you'd be like, oh, I want to I want to say this. But you have to just shut up and smile <laughs> and be polite and say, you're all wonderful. You're all wonderful. You know, and that's just <laughs> a lot. Of, yeah. You learn from it. But yeah, I'm happy. With it was, it, it's all a sort of learning experience, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, it was a lot of fun working on the shirt. And I think as well, a challenge, well, not a challenging experience, but um, a really fun experience was getting to record the lines in the studio because I'd never done that before either. So that was a lot of fun. Big headphones, big mic, doing everything. So that was that was really cool to do that. Well, it's doing the festival circuit at the moment, but I'll eventually be, uh, you know, able to be released on YouTube or something, I'm sure. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Just Get A Real Job. If you're really enjoying the podcast, remember to follow us on all streaming platforms. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, remember to give us a review. We really do appreciate your support. So remember to share this with your friends and family so they too can enjoy the next episodes of Just Get A Real Job. And now back to the show. 
so just I wanted to move on to another film you did, which you were you got the opportunity. We talked about this film a lot on this podcast now, so I feel feel maybe, but but you know you were in Ken, you were in Ken, yes, uh, yes. And I just wondered, as from an acting perspective, because we'd had a director's mm. perspective, we'd had a camera perspective, we'd had a sound perspective. So now, from an acting perspective, how did you find Ken? Ken was so much fun. Like I, I loved it. It was for me. It was only two days of filming. But it was so, so good. It was my first, like, sort of bit of acting since um, Mark and actually since, like, coming out of uni. So um, I was sort of nervous because I was like, this is this is professional stuff, you know? Like, I need to be bringing my A game, making sure I'm, like, being professional. And it was also quite hard as well because it was, it was under sort of, like, COVID sort of safety guidelines yeah. and stuff. So you had to keep remembering you know wearing your mask when you're not on and stuff but uh, that was all great like everyone was so good with that but yeah ken was just brilliant i I loved it um it was amazing the the costume was amazing just the set like the house that they got was just perfect and i remember we we filmed on the first my first day we did the the shot at like the dinner table for like the full day and i mean walking into the living room and they'd like obviously they boarded out all like the windows and stuff uh so it was like nighttime but like it was messing with my head because <laughs> we filmed for like the full day and it was just nighttime throughout the full day in this house and this uh, sitting at the table and stuff and i was like this is mad like but it was so much fun uh love was brilliant she was just a brilliant, brilliant director. Really helped with me to like sort of understand my character. Yeah, I really enjoyed her. Uh, this what she said on episode one of the podcast, talking about how she directed you guys. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, no, she was she was brilliant. Uh, like honestly, I can't I can't rate her enough as a director because she was always making sure that we were like we we're thinking about our characters, and it just then became a sort of subconscious thing. You know where we'd always be, it'd always be in the back of our minds, no matter if like our minds were strained to like I don't know if we were like having a laugh or something because something had went wrong. You know we would always, she would always make sure to bring it back yeah. to the character and to, to the script, and that was really good because not a lot of directors like would pay attention to that. You know they would let you maybe have a laugh and stuff, whereas it was good because. Love would have a laugh with us and she would joke with us, but she would always make sure that we were still thinking about our characters yeah. so the performance was as good as it could be. Um, and it really did make a big impact for the performance, I think, because I would just, before we would do like a, a take or something, I would always have that in the back of my mind of like, oh yeah, this is how I think of him, you know, or this is what I'm feeling at the moment. Do you mind uh, telling us quickly a bit about who you played in that character? Who was your character? So I played Scott, uh, the the younger brother, and he was a bit of a hot-headed character, you know, very sort of follows people, you know. He's he's not really his own person. He's more sort of do what all the other lads will do, you know. So if all, if everyone's, like, down in drinks, he'll down a drink, you know. Or if everyone's, like, watching the footy, he'll watch the footy. He's, he's not his own person. He doesn't do what he wants to do, and... It was really interesting, like sort of playing that character. He's a he's a typical. How I I sort of like described him, I think, is he's a typical lads lad. 
you know, you'll just do whatever the lad the lads are doing, you know. And I just think that's a perfect way to describe him. But it was really interesting getting to play him. Especially like I don't want to go into too much detail about like the story and stuff, but like especially like, how he reacts to his his brother and what happens with his brother. I think that was a tough one to to play. Because I, I don't think I would ever be like that or I'd hope to God I would never be like that with my brother so it was it was tough trying to be like right so this is what he wants to be this is his thought process and this is how he feels towards his brother and it was tough because you know I don't think I've ever ever felt that way with my brother and I try and tend Mm. to draw back on like sort of other memories and like other uh, experiences that I've went through to sort of help the performance so it was tough uh, to get stuff from that, but it, it did work. It worked out very well in the end. So no, I'm really excited for this film to come out. It's, it's in post at the moment, obviously this short film. Yeah, uh, it'll be good when it comes out. Ah, of course. No, so actually, just a, another question about acting for you, because I know in your undergrad you go between Queen Margaret and Napier, or you did, because I know you'd finished now. Uh, so obviously, they do you do a bit of theatre acting, you do a bit of screen acting. I just wondered how, do, what do you prefer? Or and how, what's the sort of how do you find the differences between that? Yeah. Um. Oh well. Good question. Uh. For me personally, I prefer screen, and the, I think the only reason I prefer it at the moment is because I've not done a lot of it. So throughout like high school, then like college and uni, it was all theatre. It was all going on stage and doing that. So I'm used to that. I've done that. Whereas screen is something that I would rarely do. You know, even in college, I we barely touched it. It was really uh, uni where we started to do it a lot bit more. So for me, I I really prefer screen just because there's so much that I'm learning at the moment for it, and I've not quite mastered it. So I don't feel as confident behind a camera than I do when I'm just on stage in front of an audience. Like it was quite daunting filming. Uh, those two days on Ken, um, with like the, the big camera in my face and like like the camera following me and stuff like that. Like never done any of that stuff like that before. So, um, it was really really interesting and that that part of it makes me prefer screen. The fact that I've still got so much to learn and to master mm-hmm. uh, before I become confident. But I think the sort of differences between like theatre acting stage and uh, screen acting I think it's sort of more like with stage I think everything's a bit more over the top in a way you know yeah I think you you exaggerate it a little bit more than you than you would with screen because obviously you're acting to this big audience so you need to make sure everyone can hear you so you're maybe speaking a little bit louder um you're like making sure it's hitting like the back of the, uh, the theatre you know so, whereas with screen, I guess it's just more realistic and it's more sort of intimate. Yeah, so I think that's the sort of two differences for me. Obviously, everyone else views it differently, but for me, that's the two sort of differences for screen and theatre. Like, screen is much more intimate, I'd say. Just get a real shot. Well, I, but we, we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, Matt, um, what the worst part-time job they'd ever worked is or if there's a job you'd work to su- support your art that you, you didn't like or, or it was maybe an enjoyable or funny experience so do you have anything to share with us i've i've only had two jobs in my life uh, morrison's being one of them and the one before is definitely the worst one which is mcdonald's 
Oh, they're yeah. a, a very good one for an actor because that's the old classic yeah. joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that that's it. You were uh, McDonald's for the rest of your life and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I worked at McDonald's for like God four and a half years. I I'd love say. that you're just naming them. You know, a lot of people say I can't name the company, but you're just like not naming no, them straight in. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll happily name them. I'll, I'll name and shame everyone. Like <laughs> honestly, like. Take down the names of all these uh, all these managers. I'll tell you them as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did not did not enjoy my, uh, McDonald's. Well, I mean that's a bit of a lie. I, I enjoyed. It's weird. I enjoyed the McDonald's in Edinburgh. The Edinburgh McDonald's that I worked in, I enjoyed a lot more than the one back here in my home in AK. I hate hated it. Like it just wasn't. It's not a fun place to work in. It's it's quite. Mm. It can be quite stressful at times. Everyone uh, demands a lot of things in the restaurant, you know, and they're just not nice about it at all. <laughs> so that was probably the worst part-time job. I don't really have... I've got, like, tons of, like, bad memories, but I'll tell you a time of uh, I, I once bumped my hand at McDonald's, oh. like, quite, quite badly. I was working on... The, um, the grill doing the meat and we basically McDonald's operate on like a two latch sort of grill so it's it goes down it's like a two plant sort of grill and I had to clean it I used this thing which I call a sort of like window washer sort of thing yeah we squeegee uh, so I cleaned the top part of it and then I went to push all the, like the excess sort of like grease and sort of like oil stuff off the side and it all went on my hand, and it burnt my hand, and oh. it was it was agony. Like it was worst pain I've ever experienced, and I was off for like months, but like it was so so bad. But I remember uh, I put it under cold water straight away. I I don't think I realised like how bad it was at first because oh. I went I went back and I was like <laughs> I turned to my mate who was working like on the screen and putting like buns in the toaster and stuff. And I went up to him and I was like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just be like five minutes. I'm, I need to run this under cold water. And he looked at my hand, and it was like bright red. Oh. And he was like, he was like, you're gonna have to go to fucking hospital. <laughs> and I was like, oh really? <laughs> you think? And he was like, I. And it was just mad. Like I was, I was. It was so so painful. My brother who worked there at the time took me to the hospital. He was on the same shift with me. And he took me to the hospital that day, and it was like the worst car journey of my life. Oh no! So yeah, anytime I think of McDonald's, I'll always think of that. Yeah. Do you? Did you? Did you? Did it put you off the food for life as well? Working there? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I will say like one of the things about McDonald's that was uh, annoying working there was getting a McDonald's was no longer like a treat. You know? Oh, okay. You know, it, it yeah. used to sort of be like a. A Friday night, Saturday night treat, you know. Your family, your mum, your dad would bring in a McDonald's. You'd be like, yeah, it's McDonald's. Yeah, it was like, a, you know? oh, this is a, yeah, no, I totally relate to that. Whereas it, since I was like working there all the time and you'd get a free McDonald's on your break. So like I was having it all the time. If my stepmom or my dad came back and they're like, oh, 
go up McDonald's, I'd be like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I love the honesty from you when I'm like, did he, did he put you off the fridge? You're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what different four and a half years? Of course it didn't. Oh, no, it's well, no, a, a good part-time job there. Uh, so just <laughs> to finish off, I, so I ask everyone that comes on, I appreciate we're all emerging artists still, and mm. that's sort of what this podcast is aimed at, but... Do, do you have any tips you'd like to share with anyone who maybe wants to get into acting or who's maybe in your position as an actor that you would like to share? I think um, anyone getting into acting, I'd say just like, don't let it put you off, like the sort of the scariness of the industry, you know, and how it's not secure. Don't let that put you off. If you are passionate and you're determined, then you will do well. I'm not saying that you'll make it as an actor. I'm not saying that you're going to be like the next Tom Holland or something, but you'll get to enjoy your craft and you'll get to actually do it, you know, as a creator. Like, I'd be happy if I didn't, like, do any, like, big movies and stuff, but I still made a living off of acting, you know? So I think that's something I'd say to uh, people who are just getting into acting or wanting to do acting. Don't let the the industry put you off. Don't let that put you off. Don't let rejection scare you. You like you'll get rejected. That's that's gonna happen. You just need to keep keep at it and be determined. That's so. really that's really nice little tips there. Thanks for. Can I just ask you one last question before I let you go? Um, how 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 do you deal with your rejections and knockbacks as an actor? How do you personally deal with it? I I, I go sit in a corner and I cry for a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> um, no, I am. I just, I try and just um, push through. I think it's always hard being like, oh, we've, we've went with someone else or you've not got it this time. That's always hard. But instead of looking at it like, oh, I should have got that one or that that was meant to be the one, you just need to look at it like, there's going to be another one. Like, personally, I, I will just put all my energy into something else after. Yeah. I get If I get like rejected from something, I'll try and put my energy, like, now, recently, uh, I'll put it into running. So running really helps me um, with a lot of things in my life. So, like, if I'm stressed or angry, I'll go out for a run, and that will really calm me down. So I think this this will be a good alternative now uh, oh, with rejection. Definitely. Just putting all, taking all that energy and all that, like, anger and, like, um, sadness of, like, not getting it and putting it into something positive. Um, which would be running for me. So, no, oh, that that's that's really good uh, advice there. I appreciate that, Matt. I hope people find that useful and can take some from that. Definitely. No, I, I, you're honestly I'm not just saying this, but I think you're. I, I, I like you as an actor. I think you're very funny. And I'll, oh, thank you very much. I'll, well, I'm sure we'll see you in something, not in the distance. No, no, I, I hope so. I hope. Um, I hope I'm on TV on BBC as uh, <laughs> the Ginger Doctor. Oh, please. <laughs> We need some of that. Well, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate it. Oh, no, good, thank good you for having you. me. Mate. Good to chat to you. Got a, a very great. nice voice for this, so thanks. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Just Get a Real Job. It was a real delight having Matt join us for this episode, so thanks again, Matt. As always, we really appreciate and love your support for this podcast, so do remember to share it with your friends and family, and you can also listen to us on the majority of listening platforms. Uh, Jamie will hopefully be back for next week with another episode of Just Get Real Job, but until then, do take care of yourselves, and bye for now.
just get real. 